Hey everybody, this is Olga Luce, host of Go Bronx Podcast. We're excited to announce that we have been nominated for two Webby Awards. That's the highest honor in the digital industry by the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences. One of the awards is a People's Voice Award, which means we need you to vote in order for us to win. Please go to ilovethebronx.com to find out how you can vote for us so that the Bronx can represent in the 25th annual People's Voice Webbies. Gracias. Thank you very mucho for your support. This podcast is made possible by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield, the whole health company. Well, we've made it to a final episode. This is episode 26 of our Go Bronx podcast. I'm Olga Luz. And I'm Angel. Today we are going back in time and reliving our little experiment. We've had an awesome time bringing you the history of the Bronx and just wanted to reminisce a little. If you remember, we started at the beginning with the story of how the Bronx became the Bronx by sharing the story of a Swedish-born Jonas Bronx. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm so excited. Tell us the story of Jonas Bronx, Uncle Angel. Well, first... There is not a whole lot we know of Mr. Jonas Bronk. For many years, people thought he was either Dutch or Danish. But recent studies have given more credence to the fact that he was actually Swedish, born in Comstadt, Smalland. Sounds like the kitty furniture section at Ikea. That was fun. In episode two, we found out that Angel actually has a favorite forefather. Yeah, doesn't everybody? Gouverneur Morris is my favorite forefather, and in fact, I sometimes refer to him as Gmo. Of course you do. Aw, you even gave your favorite forefather a nickname. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, in episode three, we kind of explored the darker side of history when we talked about some nefarious characters. That episode was titled Notorious Bronx. Yeah, we talked about Arthur Flegenheimer, also known as Dutch Schultz. I'd imagine Dutch Schultz had a more ominous sound to it than Arthur Fluggenheimer, which sounds more like a CPA firm, Fluggenheimer and Associates. Well, I don't think this is the type of guy you would want handling your taxes, you know what I mean? No, he was a pretty scary dude. Indeed. He was one of the most infamous gangsters of the early 20th century, for sure. But in that same episode, we also talked about the crime of the century, the kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby. Yeah, not only did the perpetrator live in the Bronx, the guy who ultimately was responsible for his apprehension was also a Bronxite. Let's take a listen. One average citizen from the Bronx heeded the call. His name was John Condon, and he was a retired school teacher who lived at 2974 Decatur Avenue in Bedford Park. Condon wrote a letter to the editor of the local paper, Bronx Home News, and offered an additional $1,000 to the kidnappers. To his surprise, a response came back with an enclosed letter addressed to Charles Lindbergh himself. In it, the kidnappers instructed Condon to deliver the message to Lindbergh and to stay put for further orders. The kidnapper, one Bruno Hopman, was arrested and tried in today's Bronx County Courthouse. I believe we have some links to footage in that episode's show notes as well. That episode was jam-packed. We ended it with a guy who lived in the Bronx for a hot minute, but was convicted of assassinating another temporary Bronx resident, 
Do you remember who I'm talking about? Of course I do. That would be Lee Harvey Oswald and John F. Kennedy, who was president at the time. That was kind of an eerie, yet fascinating episode. Yes, it was, and actually one of my favorites. Then there is episode four, The Bells. This is when we talked about Edgar Allan Poe, whose Bronx residence still stands on the Grand Concourse and East Kingsbridge Road. If memory serves, you recited his poetry in that episode. Indeed I did. Keeping time, 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 and a sort of runic rhyme to the tintinnabulation that so musically wells from the bells, 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 from the jingling and the tingling of the bells. We introduced a few friendly voices to the podcast, starting with episode five, Saving the Bison. This is when we spoke to our buddy John Calvelli, Executive Vice President of Public Affairs for the Wildlife Conservation Society, the organization that oversees several zoological societies, including the Bronx Zoo and aquariums throughout the country. We talked about how the Bronx Zoo was instrumental in saving the American bison from near extinction and how John was instrumental in declaring the bison as the official mammal of the United States. Wait, isn't the bald eagle the official mammal of the United States? First of all, the eagle is a bird, not a mammal. And secondly, it is the official symbol of the United States. In 2016, we actually got Congress to proclaim the American bison as the official mammal of the United States of America. Thank you again, John, for setting us straight on that one. Episode 6 was a fan favorite. Titled The Dark Knight, we talked about how Batman was created in the Bronx. Yep. You spoke with Mark Tyler Nobleman, author of Bill the Boy Wonder, about Bill Finger, the actual writer of the Batman saga, including the backstory of Bruce Wayne. You have to listen to that episode, especially if you're a superhero fan. We're going to take a break and come back with a few more favorites. The world has changed a lot in the last year, and more than ever, you need health insurance you can rely on. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield is the whole health company, and that means they are dedicated to improving the health and well-being of everyone in the Bronx and throughout the New York service area. They've been supporting the health of Bronxites for 86 years, providing you access to high-quality, affordable care. To learn how you can make a whole health connection, go to empireblue.com. Sigourney Weaver here to tell you about the New York Botanical Garden, 250 acres, 1 million plants, and you. Now open in the Bronx. Plan your visit at nybg.org. The Residence Inn by Marriott Bronx at the Hutchinson Metro Center on East Chester Road. This all-suite hotel offers an at-home feel with fully equipped kitchens, luxury bedding, a fitness center, free parking, free breakfast, and free Wi-Fi. Grab a bite to eat at their complimentary social hour or order a local craft beer at the bar. It's better in the Bronx. The Residence Inn by Marriott Bronx. For reservations, call 718-239-3939. 
Lenny from the Block was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was episode 7. That's when we talked about the grandpappy of one of the most iconic prime ministers of the United Kingdom and his ties to the Bronx. That would be Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill and his grandfather, Leonard Jerome, of whom Jerome Avenue in the Bronx was named after. Unfortunately, Leonard didn't live long enough to see his grandson being good at what he would shine in. He died when Churchill was a young man of 17. But Winston would remember his grandfather fondly as a man he described as very fierce. He went on to say of his American side of the family, I'm the only tame one they've produced. Did you ever wonder about some of those monuments you walk by or maybe bump into while you're looking down at your phone checking your Facebook status? Well, we talk about them in Episode 9, Famous Bronx Monuments. Oh, and how about all of those islands in the Long Island Sound? We do talk about City Island, but there were others. Check out Episode 11, Bronx Archipelago, for information about them. Angel and I used to do Bronx trolley tours back in the day, and some of the most successful tours we designed were mansions and cottages, historic homes and gardens of the Bronx, and the ever-popular Bronx breweries and distilleries tasting tour. Well, we cover some of the historic homes in episode 12, and you can find a plethora of information on the history of beer brewing in the Bronx in episode 15. We delved into some serious topics as well. I was joined by Laura Carpenter Myers, the director of the Van Cortlandt House Museum, where we discussed the collaboration with Van Cortlandt Park Alliance and the Kingsbridge Historical Society on a project called Enslaved People. You can hear more about it in episode 13. In the Bronx Natives, episode 14, we also talk about the Bronx before colonization. That's where Angel taught me how to pronounce Wegwiskeeks. It's the Wegwiskeeks. The Wegwiskeeks. Episode 18, about Bronx historic cemeteries and grave sites, was also pretty good. Oh yeah, that's where we talk about the landmark Woodlawn Cemetery, but also about some of the sacred burial grounds we walk by every day and don't even know it's there. Speaking of stuff we didn't know, what about the lost towns and neighborhoods of the Bronx? Episode 21. That's right. Bronx Amusement Parks was episode 20. Mike Virgentino, author of Freedomland USA, The Definitive History, joined us for that one. Ah, yes, Freedomland, a theme park that lasted only three years, but so many people remember it fondly. If you happen to live in Co-op City, you should know that was the site of Freedomland in the early 60s. A little old tip from the anchor man. Take a trip to Freedom Land. Take a trip to Freedom Land. Take a day to Freedom Land. The moon ball free and swinging wild. Performing night and day. Great shows night and day. Angel, what was your all-time favorite episode? Well, I loved working on all the episodes. But to be totally honest, if I were to be forced to choose... I'd say it was Notorious Bronx and Gouverneur Morris, We the People. How about you, Olga? What was your all-time favorite? Well, like you, I did enjoy doing this podcast. I learned more and more with every episode. But if I were to have to make a choice about a favorite, it would be episode 17, Bronx Stories About Famous People. We had so much fun with that one. I especially liked your impression of Joe Pesci. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? 
Hey, Olga, don't forget that we also sung like munchkins in episode 12. That's right. That was a bumper about the Hall of Fame of Great Americans. In 1939, the iconic film The Wizard of Oz, the munchkins, happy that Dorothy rid them of the Wicked Witch of the East by landing her house on her, sang in praise. We will glorify your name. You will be a bus, be a bus, be a bus, in the Hall of Fame. We enjoy talking about Bronx history and hopefully giving you an audio tour of this great borough during a difficult time of quarantine and isolation. We hope you enjoyed it as well. And if this is the first time you're hearing about our podcast, there's good news. You never really missed an episode. You can listen to them anytime you want and just pick an episode that interests you. If you go to ilovethebronx.com, you can get your binge on as you will find the entire season there or download wherever you get your podcasts. Even ask your smart speaker, play Go Bronx Podcast. That's easy. Well, Angel, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Uh-huh. Thank all of you so much for tuning into our Go Bronx pod produced by the Bronx Tourism Council and made possible by Blue Cross Blue Shield, the whole health company. Additional support is provided by NYC and Company. Mucho thanks to the Huntington Free Library and Reading Room for serving as our makeshift recording studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GoBXPod and send us a nice message. We'd like to hear from you. If you like us, tell your friends. If they already like us, make some new friends and then tell them. For information about this episode and more, visit ilovethebronx.com. And while you're there, subscribe to our e-newsletter to get the latest and greatest news from and about the Bronx. As always, I'm Olga Luce. And I'm Angel. Bronxfully yours forever. Hey, everyone. This is George, your editor. Don't forget to vote for the Go Bronx podcast on the Webby's People Choice Award. You can go to ilovethebronx.com for more information. Thanks again.